Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today James Woodell joins us, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Go for it, James. Thanks, Magic. Uh, yeah, so, so my name is James Woodall. I run Woodall Wealth Management out here in Dallas, Texas, in the U.S. And uh, I started my firm earlier this year, but after working about a decade in the industry, I realized it was time to focus more on building those deep relationships with my clients instead of trying to sell them something. So I started my firm. Uh, we're an independent investment advisory firm. And what makes us unique is that while I focus on family businesses and families, I like to create what's essentially called a family office. Magic, have you ever heard about a family office or that term? Yes, I have. Awesome. So basically what I thought was, well, what if I created family offices for those that don't have $50 million in assets? Maybe they're more than normal folks. So that's what I'm doing here today and really just share a lot about what I tell my clients, particularly when it comes to the investing and financial planning and wealth management world, and just kind of the foundations of beating that drum and kind of spreading that information and making people's lives a little bit easier. Fantastic. Now, before I get into our standard three questions, something is burning in my brain. Off air, we were just having a conversation about the way the world is at the moment. Coming from the world of finance, what do you believe is the major pitfalls in the push to obliterate cash? Ooh, that's a huge issue. So there's two types of currency when we look at it. We have fiat or fiat currency, which is like like physical hard cash, gold coins, et cetera, or the digital currencies that are coming up. You know, when I think through it, I think it's a mix of control and flexibility. Candidly, and that's what I tell my clients too, is that I am not a fan of digital currency at all. Uh, I think it's, it's too speculative. Um, there's a lot of FOMO going on when people talk about how much money they could have made. When at the end of the day, they're still bleeding cash. It's extremely speculative. Also, it, it doesn't make sense that if I want to have a decentralized currency, what's going to happen with that is that the values of those are going to start swinging so wildly, like we're seeing with Bitcoin right now, right? Uh, that's why the central banks were actually created was to help smooth those giant fluctuations and stop runs on cash. So that way you can always have your cash and have that liquidity that you need to run an efficient economy. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Maybe the why it's happening is that it seems to be there's a thing of control. Who, who's the new one that's trying to start? Well, I know China's trying to start a digital dollar. The U.S. mentioned it for a bit, and that got kind of shut down pretty quick, but we'll see what happens in the, in the future. Thanks for answering that. I know a lot of people are 
really oblivious to what comes when cash is no longer around or fiat is no longer around, but we certainly don't want, you know, the the world having a social credit system. It's really bad news. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're, we're starting, they're trying to do that here in the US with these ESG investments. And that's something that I, I can't stand because what's happening with those is that there's no generally accepted definition of X. So you're going to then start making decisions off of someone else's reasoning. And I don't know why their reasoning exists or what their blind, let's say it's just being nice with their blind spots are. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of, you know, being a free market, cash is the king. It always is. And this, here's a fun fact, the smaller you can make things. So I hate the fact that some currencies are getting rid of a penny because it actually makes you lose efficiency in your system. And what I mean by that is, let's say I'm going to buy something for $1.99. Well, I can't make 99 cents, but I can make 95 or $2. Well, everyone's going to round up. So it's $2 that costs me a penny. And you scale that over trillions of dollars in exchange hands every year. It kind of makes things a little more expensive for no reason because we just don't want to print an extra coin. They did that here in Australia many, many yep. years ago. Our one and two cent coins were gone. The smallest is five cents, and now they want to get rid of that one as well. Yeah, there you go. And everything raised in price, right? Nothing dropped. Oh, totally. Wow, enough of this financial <laughs> doom and gloom. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. We need to get on to our standard three questions. And so the first one is, what can your expertise do to accelerate health, not just physical, but also emotional and spiritual? Because we know, as we'll tie in with the next question, that affects our wealth. Absolutely. So money is a uh, it's a very fascinating topic. I've seen it. I've personally experienced it. I still experience it as well as others is the, the fear of the unknown when it comes to the world of investing saving for retirement, understanding how dollars work can truly stress you out uh, to the point where I've seen people have breakdowns, like physical, mental, and emotional breakdowns, uh, particularly during COVID because they saw their accounts losing a dollar value and not understanding what was, what was going on. That's probably the biggest thing that we can do and talk about when we start talking about these behaviors. Because once you understand that, understand yourself and how your brain's working and at times tricking you, that's going to be the key right there to understand that money is just a tool. It's nothing more, nothing less. So when we're stressing out, we know from a health point of view that, you know, cortisol is one of the most deadly substances we can manufacture when it's over-manufactured. When people are stressing about their finances or anything like that, obviously it's going to make their health dive. And then when they're not feeling well, they make poorer choices, correct? Absolutely. And, hey, I've done it. You know, it, it, I've done it recently. Uh, I was dealing with an issue where I was stressing out quite a bit. And uh, I made, I made a, a complete impulse buy. We're going to see how it works out. But... Uh, it happens to the best of us. Uh, if you can reduce the inflammation in your body, you win. And something about like if I remember right, like your spinal column and your spinal fluid gets compressed that much more, and that hurts the uh, the thinking in your brain. Is that correct? Is that right? Am I thinking right, or am I just shooting? You are thinking one hundred percent correctly. Yes. Awesome! I knew that article I read was good. 
So look, that takes me to my next question, which is about wealth. What are your top three tips to creating wealth? Not just the financial, but also the personal and emotional wealth of a person. Exactly. So when it comes to, let's say the, let's just start with the financial because it's always easier. Let's just dive into it. So we're talking about the, you know, the, the personal wealth of an individual. It's how do you find the admiration and respect of your peers? And then how do you create that wealth from that point of view? Um, that's how I look at it when we're talking about it. Um, candidly, I think it's being always open and honest, admitting mistakes, saying you're wrong, and always you know, just trying to do the right thing. Even if uh, I know they talk about in the Bible, I think it's called agape, uh, like tough love, you know, always in the right thing and making it difficult. And so the emotional wealth, that's the same thing. It's, you know, coming down with sharing the love, always helping others out and giving out more than you can. I think that's the most appropriate, uh, you know, being selfish. I think it feels better to give than to receive. I truly think that. And then on the financial side, it really comes down to being pretty simple. The top three tips when it comes to financials, what I always tell folks is, uh, number one, is having faith in the future, just knowing that everything will get better. It's trying to do that over history. It always does. Uh, as well as boring, simple investing works and trying not to follow the next big trip. Like, the Bitcoins or the Dogecoin or whatever else is out there today. So when someone's looking at investing, you said simple investing. What does that look like? Like how do we get started in investing? How do we find something that will help us create wealth? Yeah, so let's so let's talk about that. So when we talk about investing, there's really three main categories of investments you can have. We when I look at it from my point of view, and that's going to be cash, equities, or I'll say for cash, equities, bonds, and real estate. When you're starting out, like everyone else, you know, you typically may not have as many assets as you typically do when you're older because you don't have the time to grow it yourself. Uh, but you have time. So when you need to start looking when you're first starting investing, and every country is a little bit different on when you can start here in the U.S., you have to be 18, uh, but your parents can invest for you with an account for minors as soon as the day you're born. Oh, when you're young and you don't have a lot of assets available, time is going to be your friend. And you want to be able to find an investment where maybe that dollar, $10, $100, whatever, can go as many other areas as it can. Uh, that way, you're kind of starting out being diversified. So a lot of times, I was just kind of as an example, is in the U.S., you have the S&P 500. It's the largest 500 companies in the U.S. And there's options out there. There's mutual funds, which is just literally a basket of securities that can trade. You say, hey, here's 100 bucks. It'll buy you a breakdown evenly of whatever those investments are. Or you have ETFs, which are similar to mutual funds, except that if you only have $100 and ETF price is at, say, $110, you can't afford it. So that's usually the best place to start is in a mutual fund or ETF that gives you a wide variety of investment, uh, you know, things you can invest in when you're younger. Uh, from there, as you grow up, more options become available because you typically have more dollars to invest that you're not spending on yourself, either through... Paying a mortgage, rent, you know, saving for retirement, et cetera. 
that's when things really start to open up and it comes down to what works best for you. Some great steps there to follow. Now, our final standard question is about weight. Many people battle their weight quite needlessly. And, you know, we often look at coaches or mentors as, well, they've never had an issue. So bit of a personal question, have you ever battled your weight? And how did you kind of recognize that and get around it? Oh, totally. I battled my weight. I'm doing it right now. Uh, I looked in the mirror the other day and I went, oh, what happened? So for me, it's, you know, basically came down to starting a business and it feels like I'm working 24-7. Uh, with that, my diet went out the window. I made every excuse in the world to not go to the gym to get in shape and stay mentally healthy. So about a month ago, I signed up for start doing Spartan races again. Uh, those are always fun, great obstacle course race. And for me, it's because I have something to strive to as a challenge. It makes me want to go work out and get back in that habit. So dealing with that right now, um, one of the things I'm trying to do is every morning, uh, I found a workout that I like to do, like a little simple warm up just to get the blood flowing. And what I found is once I'm warmed up, you know, getting out of bed, it's cool. Let's uh, let's go to the gym. Let's go work out. And I've noticed it makes every day that's that much better when I do it. Thanks for sharing that. That's really important that we hear that you're acknowledging that yourself. Now, let's open up to what you do every day. So in your business, you mentioned that you were talking about working, you know, closer with people. What are your areas of expertise and what do you think the listeners need to hear around finance? Yeah. So, so my areas of expertise really come down to the individual and the business owner. And so what I mean by that is I typically, or I'll start from the beginning, start by building a holistic financial plan. Um, that's a skill set in itself. So I have my certified financial planner certification. Uh, that's where we started getting that. And then from there it goes, okay, we're going to focus on building investments understanding if you need insurance and then what options are those. And then from there, we start looking at retirement. Where do we need to start planning for retirement? As well as understanding just simply the values in you and understanding who you are. Uh, for the business owner side of things, it's a little different where I focus more on building those, let's say a 401k account for a business owner and for their employees as well, uh, just because there's a lot of steps for them. But ultimately, the goal is fundamentally the same. Even on the card, is simply trying to provide financial peace of mind. At the end of the day, everyone's situation is so different and so unique. It's going to depend on their situation and what they want in their life to be where it really works with a focus for their, their time. So someone who might not have invested before, someone who might kind of be, you know, midlife thinking, well, you know, maybe I can't work as, as much as I did or pay is a little bit less. I'm kind of struggling to make ends meet. What are the small steps people can take towards financial freedom? Absolutely. So the small steps that folks in, their, you know, in the middle of their life are taking for financial freedom comes down to step one is just taking a deep breath. Taking a deep breath and understanding that one, you're not alone, and there's always options out there. Uh, when you think about it, you know, the, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is today. So if I'm thinking about what small steps can I take to start saving for it and I'm barely making ends meet, 
is it's a tough one. Uh, generally, I like to tell folks if you are in a job that you're, you've been in for a while, use that opportunity, use the time that you've been in this role as an advantage and find somewhere else that will make you, that will give you a raise. It's very tough because what happens is those time goes on, inflation goes up, and rarely at times do your real wages outpace that inflation. So honestly, let's take a deep breath, see if you can find honestly a higher paying job. But if not, let's say you're in a situation where you can't do anything and you're stuck trying to make ends meet. From there, it's lowering your costs as efficiently as possible while still living a life, you know, not a, not a poverty. So generally what I tell folks to do is if you're in that situation, look at your budget. Where's your spending going? Uh, do you have the newest iPhone? Well, and, and, you know, look at yourself because if you're seeing that I can't, you know, increase my money and I'm trying to drop my money. Well, where's my money going? Where am I leaking money from? So look at your budget. You don't have one. Start one up and I'll send you a, an email magic on what it'll look like and use this as an example as a starter starting point. And then from there, see where your money is going. Where can you cut costs? Maybe you don't need Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus. Maybe you can get rid of two of those. And, and really start from that end. And, on, and be honest with yourself. Track your cash. See where that's going. You know, honestly, for me, it was, hey, do I need to slow down on my drinking? Hey, I was having you know, a little bit of a problem with it. So let's slow it down. And hey, started saving a lot more cash, not going to the bars anymore. So that's how I would say to start. And then at that point, be honest with yourself and say, where can I go next? And what options are available to me? Uh, every place is different. Every opportunity is a little different when it comes to your investments options that are available. I know here in the U.S., there's a lot of places that specifically uh, focus on those low-dollar accounts and people that are just getting started, and they do a great job of it. Fantastic advice there. What about property? So you mentioned real estate is one of these big things. We're seeing that property prices, certainly here in Australia, are skyrocketing, and it's kind of out of reach of anyone now to who is on a standard wage or below to get their own home or, you know, to even think about investing. So what are some tips there that you might have to finding something affordable or, you know, entry level to get into? That's a tough one. Um, I've heard a lot of Australia's issues. I know uh, certain other countries, I know Vancouver, for example, major where certain people cannot buy real estate. Uh, it's, that's a tough one. That That's truly a tough one. I think with, you know, the start of COVID and when that happened, a lot of folks and a lot of firms realized that, Hey, maybe we could have more remote workers. I know here in Texas, especially prices have shot up to the point where folks can't afford them. Uh, and people are moving further and further and further out from the city to the point where a hour, two hour commute downtown is not unheard. So you can always move away. Another option is, you know, getting roommates. I know that's not always the best. I've done it, but it does give you that advantage to say, hey, we're splitting costs and and make that leap forward, make that sacrifice today to be further ahead tomorrow. Uh, if you're looking at it from an investment point of view, when it comes to property, there there's a, quite a few options out there. Uh, again, there's mutual funds that specialize in real estate. Uh, there's also things called REITs. Uh, R-E-I-T-S, Real Estate Investment Trusts. Uh, those are 
from you get to have a you know a dollar minimum to join to a million dollars to join and everything in between. And they're all very unique, but those are also give you the option to invest in real estate. But if you're trying to do your day to day, it really depends on where you're locally at. That's always a really tough nut. That's a really tough nut to crack. Now we've covered quite a few topics here. What's something that you're really passionate about that you really want to discuss with the listeners? Something that maybe isn't mainstream information. Yeah, so so the definitely the thing I'm most passionate about. I preach this uh, to all my clients is I call them the six key behaviors of investing, and the reason why is fundamentally we're people. We make our decisions based off of our emotions. Uh, it happens to all of us. So that's the the big thing to me. So I I kind of came up with, but also read and learned and educated and found just these six key behaviors that really make a difference. So when we think about investing, and we can definitely dive into each one of these separately, there's six key things in this order. So number one is having faith in the future. I know that sounds dumb, but if you think about it, uh, things have always gotten better over time if we ignore the noise and we look long-term. The second is being patient. You know, laying on the first one as well is, I don't know when it's going to get better, but I know it will eventually. Uh, the third is being disciplined. So investing in things that have always worked, not about the new big thing today. For example, Bitcoin. Uh, then from there, you also have your asset allocation. So when we were talking earlier about you know, cash, stocks, bonds, and real estate, that's going to be your asset allocation. So whatever mixture you have of that, more stocks, more gross long-term, also more risk. Uh, and then also from there, you want to be diversified. It's the fifth key behavior, which is you don't want to own enough of one company to live and die by them. You want to be diversified from all those areas as well as all those sectors and different types of assets. And then the last one is actually one that I very rarely hear is rebalancing. So when we look through that diversification, over time, your stocks may go faster, your bonds may go a little slower, your cash doesn't grow at all. But when we have this market volatility like we're having all over the world today, that's when your asset allocation will change. And that's when, if you're, as long as you're consistent, is rebalancing that asset allocation to what you found out to be the most appropriate for you. And if you follow those six things, I know we kind of ran through them pretty quick. Uh, that's 90% of investing right there. So can you just Quickly remind us of the six things so people jotting it down at home can uh, get those notes. Absolutely. So faith in the future. Number two is patience. Number three is discipline. Number four is asset allocation. Number five is diversification. Number six is rebalancing in that order. Some fantastic advice there. Now, before I let you go, James, we love freebies here. So what can you offer the listeners and where can they find it? Absolutely. So I would love to send you uh, the budget worksheet that I give my clients to help people get started on that. I know budgets sound dirty, but just think of it as a spending plan. And then also my website, I have a page under, if you go to woodallwealthmanagement.com, you look under the free resources button. I have about nine or 10 uh, guides and checklists, and they're fairly generalized and help you walk through the process of what you may need in these typically these situations. 
Uh, they're not, you know, used as investment advice, et cetera, but they are there just to help you out and answer some pretty common questions. Fantastic. So that website is www.woodall, that's W-O-O-D-A-L-L, wealthmanagement.com. Thanks so much for your time today in sharing those tips with us. Do you have some parting words for the listeners? There's a lot of noise that happens in the world of investing and finance. Uh, see what you can do to find those that uh, give the right advice and that are always working in your best interest, not trying to sell you something. And hopefully it can help you know get rid of the stress when it comes to, to the world of investing. Thank you so much for joining us today, James. I know it can be such a dry topic, but you've really broken it down into ways that we can all, you know, look to our financial futures and take control. Oh, thank you for having Magic. It's an absolute pleasure and I hope it helps everybody. Thank you. And listeners, thank you so much for your time. As always, please go and leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever it is that you're listening to us. And for now, listeners, go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review, and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.